We are back with another fun-filled episode of Bruno Explains It All. It is I, your favorite friendly neighborhood podcaster, streaming straight out of New York City. Talking about New York City, has anybody been watching House of Villains on the E! Network? It's a reality show where they host a group of your favorite television reality villains under one roof, right? They compete, then have to nominate three people up for elimination. The three nominated contestants then have to compete one last time to save themselves from getting the boot. The house then votes to see who they want between the last two villains to go home. Long story short, Tiffany New York Pollard was the second reality villain to be eliminated. I posted a clip and it's already gone. I think when I started working on this episode, it was like 10,000 views, but it's sitting on 12,000 views right now. So on Facebook and TikTok. So for all of you people who are commenting and sharing it, thank you. Um, But anyway. That is not why we're here. We're here to talk about toxic women, which New York, I guess, people can say has toxic tendencies. So super shout out to New York, Tiffany. Anyway, so we're here to talk about toxic women and the men that has had the honors to deal with them firsthand. And before you conservatives or rather you feminists come at me, I want you to know that there's nothing you can say to convince me that I'm doing this with some ill intent to bash women, that I am some woman hater, like the little rascals. Remember the woman hating club? I forgot what it was called. The He-Man woman hating club. Anyway, we are equal opportunity over here and we truly understand and believe that there are as much toxic batshit crazy men in the world that they are women so toxic men is definitely an episode that we're going to be working on for another day but today we're not going to be talking about men and the in-between tonight is going to be a ladies night here at bruno explains it all are you guys ready to get the ball rolling when we come back my baby brother joins me to relive some of his own personal experience and read some wild stories on the internet Alrighty, we are back and if you're listening to the extended version of this episode on Spotify, Bruno Explains It All, available only on Spotify, then we just finished playing Toxic by Britney Spears. How fitting. Anyway, brothers and sisters, please help me welcome back my brother and your new BFF, JB. JB, what's going on? Hey, how's it going guys? It's good to be back. Right? What's new? Um, nothing, you know, just, you know, taking things day by day, you know, pretty excited about this episode, you know, it's a topic that... You're passionate about? Very, 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 you know, and like my brother said, you know, we don't hate women on this side, you know, we love all our, all the, all the women in the world, but, you know, I feel like these points are something that have to get, you know, talked about, because not many people talk about them, at least not in a way where... Not in an honest, unfiltered yeah, way. And it's it's never in a way where it's like debatish kind of it's more of like women just feel like they're being attacked or men feel like they're being attacked and it's more of like someone voicing their opinion and it's just like a defensive comeback and it just always turns into an argument and it's never like heard or understood because it just feels more like oh men hate women or women hate men and you know it's like you know everybody just needs to love each other you know just love each other just accept your faults your flaws you know right. change you know grow learn from them but but yes we are here to you know talk about toxic women yes i'm happy to have you back you are technically a bruno so tu casa is mi casa did you just say technically i am a bruno (laughs) 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 so i'm really happy that you're um back on because today's topic has your name all over it oh yes (laughs) would you agree i yes i do agree all over it and it's you know 
I hate it, but you know, hey, you know. How's my religious sister-in-law? <laughs> Are you blocked? I am currently still blocked. You're yes, still I, blocked. I actually did try to reach out the other day. You know, I tried to text her and, you know, to, you know, kind of like, you know, squash the bad blood. But my, my text didn't deliver. So <laughs> I figured I'm still blocked. It wasn't delivered? No, it, I, it wasn't. So I figured I'm still blocked. How how many women would you say you have dated that turned out in the end to be toxic? And when I use the word toxic, I use it in, in a broad sort of definition. Like toxic in, in this discussion could be that the girl was, you know, jealous or vindictive, crazy. Right. You know, so how many women have you dated have turned out to be crazy, toxic? Oh, man. So it's kind of going to make me look, sound a little bad here. But uh, so I've dated a lot a lot of women and um i and it's weird to say this but i feel like dating in like my teen years yeah i came across some toxic women but not as much as like me being an adult now like i'm 27 now and i feel like i've encountered more toxic women that are older like older women like even like i've even dated women older than me you know like some women in their 30s and even they can be toxic as well so what's the oldest you've dated uh, 37 37 yes i didn't even know that 37 <laughs> yes you how long did you date this 37 year old uh it was like three months three months and would you say would you sort of group her box her in the toxic uh yes she was actually very very toxic at but 37 also, but also you would think that she'd be and mature and exactly, open and understanding exactly, you know, and, and i don't know if it comes like if it's in the territory of you know how like older women like to act younger like they don't you know they like to act younger portray yourself as like yeah i'm older but i can still have fun i still know how to have a good time and i don't know if it came from that because it's like in some aspects she was mature like what she wanted out of life and stuff like that but as far as like being in a relationship or like dating somebody like like intimacy and like commitment wise it was just like she was not like all the way there like it just felt terrible it was terrible it was terrible you you broke up with her yeah. or oh, you yeah. so you yeah, broke yeah, up with yeah, her yeah i couldn't i just couldn't do it like I tried how to did you break up when you break up with women <laughs> i don't know how jb breaks up with women with with women so when you break up with, with women are you like a Joe Jonas, Justin Timberlake kind of guy, are you texting them it's over or are you having a personal conversation face to face? Um so I Are you scared to do to to break up with someone in person? No. Not at all. I'm gonna be honest, like So you've done it? Yes, I've done it. I like that's the way I'd rather do it. Like in person. Yeah. Cause I feel like through text things can get misconstrued and like get misunderstood. Cause like you don't know like that person's tone of voice or how they're like generally feeling. Cause it's through text. So you could feel like I could say something to you through text, and to you it feels like you can oh, say like, you, you can don't think even care. Like, right? You can think you're kindly saying, "Hey, I'm so sorry, buddy, but it's over." And to them it's like, "Oh, it's fucking over. Right? I hate and you." Then, and then like, they think of it like, "Wow, like you don't even care. Like there's like no more." I'm like texting i hate texting yes yes i can't like because i personally feel like even not even it doesn't necessarily have to be like you're texting a girlfriend or a boyfriend it's just like texting is so impersonal and it's so like it feels weird whereas like i personally feel like i always had to add like emojis yes, I'm the or an lol in order to way. make sure that someone doesn't take what i'm saying the exactly. wrong way exactly and i hate the fact that it's like you have to go through so much like 
like so much filtering right and censoring so they they know because then it's like if you send just like a plain like even like let's say if you're like talking to someone like and like you guys are like discussing something deep and you just put like just a whole full-blown paragraph like no emojis no nothing now they think like it's something wrong like it's a rant oh yeah you know and then it's like when you add emojis then they know like okay you know like they're like you know they're trying to have like this actual discussion with me they're not so upset or you know they're like a little heart in there like a little smiley face (laughs) (laughs) no you're not too upset it's like i'm so sorry it's over and you put a little broken heart emoji to make them feel like you're sad too right exactly you know like and i always say this to people like whether it's breaking up with somebody or just talking about feelings like in general like through text like i said like you can't really tell how somebody's feeling like you don't know how no like, you can't facial expressions like how they are because you know like when i like when i've broken up with women and stuff like that like i had broken up with women through text before like you know when i was younger and stuff and i didn't have the luxury of like oh yeah i'm gonna like take a cab to your house and see you and we're gonna talk you know so it's like um yeah like you know it's I feel like it is easier for people to do it through text and because some people do say like, oh, you know, I just can't see the hurt in their face or I just can't hurt them. Like I can't look at them in their eye and do it because then they feel bad. And then some people don't go through with how they truly feel. So people usually do things through text. But for me, it's like, you know, I could write something heartfelt through text and then it doesn't feel the same because it's just you're just reading words. You know, I could be sitting here watching a movie and just like text 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 send it and then go back to watching my movie like you would never know what's really going on on the other side of the phone. exactly but in person you know you could like you can look at this person you know you can hold them you can like and you can tell by like the facial expressions like the body movement like you know like this person really you know means what they say or this person you know so so these women you've dated oh that <laughs> you say we're back to that topic so these women that you dated do you believe they were always toxic and you just simply ignore the red flags or do you believe you contributed to their uh, to their toxic ways all right so this is me being you know being completely transparent you know i i hate liars so you know i'm be completely honest with you guys um so i've been told that i have like a savior complex like yeah you have a savior complex yes like I how many people have told you that many just because of the women i've dated and i've noticed it you know being older that i do tend to i go- could see that <laughs> especially with the whole during the whole gg era oh my god that it seems like you were trying was, to save that young girl no that, that was that was a crazy era it was insane but um, she's another she's in the toxic group yes she was definitely in the toxic group yes. <laughs> but i mean at that time I would admit, you know, I was I was also a little toxic. I'm gonna be honest. There, I was a little toxic, but um, no, I mean, you know, like I've noticed that I tend to go for girls who have either been hurt in past relationships, have been like cheated on, or you know, or like daddy issues, yeah, or like daddy issues, and then I feel like I could be the one to fill that role and make them feel loved, and I can treat them right and do better. But it's always the ones that are damaged, you know, like they have they haven't fully healed. And then me knowing they aren't healed, and I still insert myself into those relationships. <laughs> Why are you inserting yourself? I don't know. Like, I really don't understand. And it's like, I mean, you know, like, not to get personally here, but, you know, like, having the childhood I did. And get a then, little closer? But, um. Perfect. Yeah, you know, like, having the childhood I did, you know, growing up, and, um, 
knowing that there are people out there who sometimes they don't have someone there for them like that they can talk to or vent to and then it's like knowing that I, i'm always an open here like i listen to everybody's problems people feel comfortable venting to me people tell me personal things that they've never told anybody else because they just feel that do you give good advice me. Yes, I just never take my own advice. <laughs> and I feel like that's the problem with everybody. Do you take advice. other people's advice, always? Um, For the most part, yeah. Right? Like, that's good. I mean, I wouldn't really say, like, I take their advice, but I take, like, their opinions, like, on the person I'm with. Like, if they see things I don't. Because, you know, like, when you have deep feelings for somebody and when you, like, when you want to see the good in people, you kind of, like... You have your horse up. blinders on. Like, yeah. You, you know, like, 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 tunnel visions onto, like, wanting that person to be such a good person that you kind of, like, oblivious to the red flags. Yeah. And I like that, you know, people that are close to me in my life, they actually look at that kind of stuff and then they tell me, like, bro, you know, like, the way she was acting yesterday, like, she, like, she didn't care or this, this, and that. But then to me, I'm like... Oh my god, this girl really cares about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Medium Structure 2099 asks Reddit this. I mean, do you read Reddit? Um, it depends. Like, I mean, I don't really be on Reddit like that. I mean, I'm a gamer, so I'm really I really go on Reddit for like video games and stuff like that, you know, like what people think on video games, but I like Reddit. Reddit's <laughs> one of my favorite pastimes. So, this guy asks Medium Structure 2099 asks Reddit men what is your definition of a toxic woman and someone responds is someone who causes everybody around her misery jerry what is your definition of a toxic woman um can i actually have it like say my input on what uh that person responded to that about someone that causes misery around her? yeah yeah definitely so um i wouldn't really classify that as a toxic person because there are some people who have trauma in their life where it's like they just tend to not see the good in things and they do tend to bring other people down because of it and it's not them necessarily I mean, wanting people to be miserable with them it's just kind it's of just like, misery loves company yeah even know? when they don't like and it's like they don't intentionally mean to do it it's just you know it's just something that they've become so accustomed to so it's like that's like I've read um not that I read I read I saw a meme a Winnie the Pooh meme and it was saying how Eeyore, the what is it, the donkey? Yep, he's right? a donkey. <laughs> he's like severely, severely depressed. Right. And they were saying that even though he was severely depressed and he was always like a Debbie Downer, they never, um, they were always, they always went out their way to include him. Right. And they always like loved him how he was and stuff like that. So like typically like. Eeyore, one may say is toxic. If you was to have a friend like Eeyore, you'd be like, oh my God, this person is so right. and that's how toxic. Like, they, they're so like, down. They're such a downer, right? Yeah, like, we're all having fun. Why are they not having fun? But then you see, like, these group of fictional characters where they see that their friend isn't as jolly as they are, and they still, like, that's our friend, you know? They include him in everything. No matter how much of a Debbie Dino he is, they are, he's always included in everything. They're always so jolly with him. And that's not how life is these days. You know? So what is your definition of a toxic woman? Uh, so my definition of a toxic woman, um, someone who's very um, likes to play victim, you know, doesn't see like their own faults and that, you know, actions have consequences. And, you know, it's like if you point something out and then they try to make it about them and then they get defensive and make it seem like you're the wrong one. But then it's like it's an issue that they caused, you know, or. 
someone that's like very like narcissistic and you know gaslighting narcissism is a toxic tendency from right and like you know opossum number one says um you could tell a woman is toxic when the problems mysteriously disappear when she's not around would you agree i i I do agree i I agree with that one i i really do (laughs) hammock shared this about his ex-wife and obviously it's a ex-wife <laughs> ex-wife was this 18 plus years we were married i never once heard her admit anything in the universe what was her fault it was always something it was always somebody else's fault the hairdresser messed up her hair and our daughter is why she was fat her brother is why she's messed up in the head her brother wow her co-worker is why she got fired you name it she blamed it on somebody else i always i also never heard her say i'm sorry because well nothing was ever her fault so why would she be sorry about would you agree that's a i do agree that is a perfect example of a toxic woman that's exactly what i just said you know someone doesn't take accountability and they always try to make it seem like it's someone else's fault and they become defensive like but it wasn't me like they did this or they started it or and you know they just Oh man, it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy because talking about it like it brings back some. Because like I said, you know, like like it's, it's kind of throwing myself under the bus, but you know, I've been with a lot of women, so it's like it brings back memories. Like wow, like I remember I've been through something like this. Like I remember this happening. Right, serene brutality wrote my first was a gaslighting, cheating, suicide for attention, manipulate, physically, emotionally, sexually abuse, vindictive, lying predator of a person. Wow. If I have time this evening, I'll tell the whole story if there's interest. Jesus. She was gaslighting, cheating, suicide for attention, manipulate, physically, emotionally, sexually abusive, sexually abusive. Jesus. And she was vindictive as well. Let's not forget she was a liar and a predator. Why are we dating her? Right. Like I'm pretty sure. Like I don't think it. someone just becomes all those things right. I was, overnight. I, I, was like, say, I don't think he realized these things on the last day they were together. I think like like if these things presented themselves, like why didn't you address it? Like or leave, leave. Like, well, probably probably because of the suicide for attention thing. Probably they were. He was probably scared that. Have you ever dealt with someone like that? That every time it was near end of your relationship, she would dangle like yes. I'm jumping off a cliff. Yes. Um, How did you deal with that situation? I mean, it was tough. Like, it was tough because there was always that fear, like... She's actually going to do it this time. she's actually going to do it. And I mean, this person, she actually used to harm herself. So, you know, it was kind of scary. And then it just made me feel like, like, she needs me. You know, like, I can't just leave her. Like, she, I have to stay in this, like, to be there for her, to make her... And how long did that cycle last? Three and a half years. Three and a half years? (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, actually, you know, we're going to the gg era that was the gg era that was the gg era yes that was the gg era. was that gg <laughs> <laughs> yes imagine the gg era but it was like savannah i'm like what <laughs> no but um you know i mean i'm not gonna say because i feel like she was like this like before like us being together but then it was like i literally remember when you just showed up at my door and i'm like who is this like <laughs> she looked like she was 12 mind you before everybody wants to point the finger and accuse him for like they were both minors and they ended up showing up at my like doorstep one day one night and i'm like what what is this (laughs) who is this girl (laughs) sorry brother you were adapting us both (laughs) (laughs) but um no that was that that was another thing like her toxicity really was the reason why you know like i did leave home a lot you know like that's why i 
like being with her you know i lived upstate new york i lived in three different places in florida I lived yeah we're like gypsies yeah but it was always because you know like i was trying to get her into a place where like you know she can like be happy and like i you know i can like focus more on her and have no other distractions but because of her toxic tendencies it was like it was always problems where where is she now she lives upstate she has a child you know she's oh she's a mom yeah she has a child you know she's in college she, oh, has, well, she has her own house like her own apartment well that's good she, she's actually she, very very good for herself right now well know? i like, think she has turned a new leaf right she's yeah. like, i'm she's sure she's adopted a new lease on life she's not the troubled sort of toxic teen that you knew right right and the thing with toxicity is you know like a lot of people like to blame their toxicity on like trauma or things they've been through with other people and it's like as adults and being able to know like the capacity of your actions it's like you should know that because you went through something at home don't take that and then run your life with it no exactly that's like i i i oh i have a really really big love hate relationship with those people that like granted you're you've gone through shitty stuff granted you're having a bad day but that doesn't um mean that you're allowed you have a pass to be a fucking asshole right or a exactly. bitch or a dickhead or whatever however however you want to call them like just because i'm having a lousy time doesn't mean that i'm taking it out on people like poppy had a heart attack i'm having a lousy time was i at work treating people bad and being a dick and just being a monster to people no um exactly so it's like I, I don't like people like that like oh this happened when i was a kid so now i'm gonna treat everybody like an asshole granted i understand if a person has like trust issues or there's moments where they find themselves maybe a little bit more sensitive because something is triggering them to a trauma that happened before then right but when you're like just actively out there lashing out you know you're an adult you know the difference you're not a child you're not even a teenager leave that for the kids and stuff like that that's like even when i see like adults stealing i'm like you know better like leave that to the kids and the high school students after school right. whatever like you know exactly. and then you want to cry when they arrest ex you ex oh, oh they caught me exactly. like i hate people like that like that is <laughs> like, so weird not to do then when they get caught by the law they're Tears of death. Right. I was telling JB, um, I was going to save it for our episode that we were going to talk about toxic men. I'll bring it up again. But I saw J. I was telling JB about this video that I saw um, earlier today. This guy was caught cheating. And I guess his new side piece is expecting a baby. And literally, he was in the shower, clothes on, in the shower with the water <laughs> running on him. And like coughing. And I can't breathe. And no, don't leave me. And then he was kicking on the ground. Like literally, big guy too. Uh, um, laying on the ground. Like, you know, when a kid has a tantrum yeah. and they're like slamming. Literally like that. Like, I can't breathe. Coughing. And the girl's like cool as a pickle just recording him and she's just like gather your stuff please just don't touch my things you can go and it's like you were caught doing something wrong you're an adult you should have known any better like what are you gonna say my dad treated on my mom a whole bunch of times so i thought it was okay <laughs> right and like, you know like on that whole topic like like you said you know like it's okay like if you know people have trust issues and stuff like that because you know like i said like i didn't have the greatest childhood growing up and um you know and it's not so much like you know like my parents like my actual parents like you know they love me to death and stuff like that so it wasn't my like my genetic parents but um you know there was somebody who you know 
was considered like a mom figure who you know and she was yeah. toxic yeah just beyond toxic and you know it like i grew up not trusting, i know a few like i grew up you know not trusting people and you know thinking that everybody was just out to get me and you know i was the problem but i never mistreated people for it you know like because i had my issues like my underlying issues like with past trauma like i never sat here and like oh i was mistreated so i'm gonna mistreat you or i was treated like shit so i'm gonna treat you like shit like you know like i never took my frustrations out on other people because you know i know like this person never did nothing to me like they never hurt me yeah exactly they weren't there 10 years ago and now being on the topic of you know toxic women i do tend to see a lot of women do that you know it's not to say men don't do it but a lot of women do do it and it like oh like either their mother cheated on their father cheated on their mother or their past exes treated them like crap and then you know um reassure them or do x y and z or did this to them so now they're like oh now i'm gonna be defensive and all that but it's like it's a def it's a difference between being defensive and being self-sabotaging like a lot of women tend to self-sabotage their own relationship because of past trauma but little few actually take accountability for it and know that they're self-sabotaging like I'm sorry, you know. Like, sometimes you don't even know that you're, like, self-sabotaging in the moment. Like, yeah, sometimes... Yeah, no, I know, I, like... Sometimes you need a friendly reminder, you know, someone else to tell you, hey, you know, check you. And then sometimes, hours later, when you're calmed down, you reflecting and you... you If you're genuinely a decent person, you'll tell yourself, like, oh... Yeah, and it, but it these are patterns like, that maybe I should stop. But it takes like a real mature person to really see that and accept that. No, I agree. I agree. Because you know, like nowadays, you have people like you can tell them a million times. You can show them the receipts. The proof is in the pudding. Like and you can bring a horse to water, and, but you can't make and, him drink. And yeah, and they would still like no but you know like but still like i'm really still hurt like i haven't fully healed it's like so if and that's another thing i mean if you haven't fully healed and you have why, to be a why, jerk then, then why are you in a relationship don't come outside why, 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 why are you in a relationship dating? like why are you why do you even pursue exactly, a relationship exactly. if you're still that's, hurting that's one thing that i really it makes hate. no like, sense to me i hate it like with every fiber of my being like people who know they aren't healed and they're still trying to heal and find like i guess like self-worth or like trying to find like their place in the world and then they get involved with people and then now they're unloading all of this onto that person when that person did nothing wrong all they wanted to do was love you commit and whatever case is and now exactly you're unloading all this dirty laundry onto them and they're like oh my god like what the hell's going on and it's like you know for everybody out there listening like if you are if you truly feel in your heart that you're not healed and I get it. When people are going through stuff like that, they don't like to be lonely. They don't want to be lonely. They want to have someone there. You know, get a friend, like a best friend or a therapist. You know, like, <laughs> get a dog. Right. Like, you know, don't get a support animal. Like, don't get somebody emotionally, like emotionally and fully attached to you, to you. And then, you know, you're unloading all this on them because then now you're going to ruin something special. You know, you're going to ruin something that could have been like your peace, your happiness and doing all this just kind of ruins it all and that's for all toxic people not just women but all toxic people 
Exactly. So, JB, you mentioned a toxic mother figure earlier, and I wanted to share a story. Um, actually, this is a kid talking about his parents, right? He says, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name because there's a whole bunch of mumble jumble letters together, like JFK, JBBBD123. Anyway, he says, Dad decided to get an engineering degree and grind his way up to grind his way up in the industry. Mom got an associate's and has been working in the front office at a public school. Her whole life my father's salary is roughly five times hers but all i ever heard her complain about is how much harder is it it is for a woman to enter the engineering field mind you then uh, whatever let me continue no comments whether that's true or not is irrelevant because she doesn't have an engineering degree she always complains and how she hates for her. so she's complaining lord let me continue she always complains about how she hates her job and and my father and i tell her to look for something else my father has even been telling her for years it's okay if the search leaves her unemployed for a while so he's a supportive man as he just wants her to find something she enjoys but she persists doing what she wants is not possible never even applied anywhere else and to this day complains every time they are debating something it isn't long before my mom says something along the lines of i know you think you're so much smarter than me because you're an engineer and i just take the attendance but you're not oh lord is it that's exactly extremely toxic it's just it's just so sad because i have never once heard my dad bring up their job or salaries every time ever she says that he every time she says that she he just leaves the room would you say that that's a toxic person definitely and that's a son talking about definitely. his mom definitely. and his son definitely. is like acknowledging that listen my mom is fucking toxic and it's like you can also tell that obviously she's not happy where she's at in her life right now with herself you know because she does have a good loving supporting man like you know he yeah and i'm sure she has a supporting son that. because they're both telling her hey quit exactly. your job go back to school do something exactly. that you love like you know they give like they're telling he's telling they're telling her like listen if you don't have a job you don't have a job but at least you're pursuing what you want to do because then in the long run it'll pay off i know? wish i had someone that was financially like stable to tell me hey you're unhappy how about you take a fucking course and better yourself right exactly i'm gonna run and take it but then instead of taking that as oh my family cares about me it's oh you think you're so much better than me like, no nobody, you're smarter than nobody me. like that like you know that sucks when like a kid has to grow up in like in a toxic environment and they're seeing these examples more than half of them are gonna repeat the cycle and possibly find a partner just like that because that's something that they're used to and they and they feel that the behavior is um okay and then there's others that are gonna literally see those red flags from a mile away and run the fucking the other way what do they call that Gener generational trauma generational trauma yeah i've yeah, heard of like, that term like where you've witnessed it, like your parents witnessed it from their parents then you've witnessed it from your parents and then now your kids witness it from you and it's just trauma that passes on because you guys it's like this is all you've seen this is all you know so now this is what you carry on continuing in your life and you know a lot of people do go through it but like i said it comes a time where you get you hit an age and you hit a time in your life where you know what's right and wrong like you know what exactly you should not be doing i believe i completely agree i'm gonna share one more story and then i'm gonna ask you a question after it homegrown scientist i wonder if he's a real scientist my girl's a toxic drunk love her when she's sober well when she's drunk she's always yelling and throwing shit at me wow it's always 
Sorry, I don't know. I was too drunk. Currently in the process of breaking up with her. JV, do you think women that abuse their alcohol consumption can be toxic? Oh, yes, very. Yes. Um, because there's fun drunks out yes, in the world. Yes, they are. They really are. You know, I'm one of them. <laughs> and then there's like toxic ones, toxic violent ones. And then there's like depressive, but, um, sad ones. I don't necessarily think someone who's like a sad drunk, like who cries, is a toxic person. But someone who gets violent and mean, because they say that alcohol sort of, what is it? Drunk um, action, sober thoughts. Yeah, it's like your sober thoughts in a way. A lot of people believe that. It's like it lets down your inhibitions. So uh, people do believe that you're sort of a more honest version of yourself. It just you because know, you're not really thinking of any sort of response social responsibilities or like hurting anyone so you're right. just like but then the a loose cannon aspect of it kind of you know depicts how you act like not what you're saying but how you act on what you're saying you know what i mean so it's like because i'll be honest i i used to be a toxic drunk you know like were I, you what what were some of the, the <laughs> uh i'm not gonna get too much into those i mean but like when I'm when when I drink like when I go out and I drink you know I'm like the party I'm like the life of the party everybody loves being around me when I'm drunk you know I'm just so outgoing you know I'm I'm always dancing I'm such chill vibes but if I'm get if I get put into a situation where I get upset or sad then like my emotions are like tenfold what they should <laughs> naturally be and I guess it comes from more of like me not or me bottling everything in. You know, because when you're drunk, you know, you kind of just like let loose. Like everything just comes flowing out of you. So it's like when you bottle up your feelings and like your emotions, when you get drunk, all those walls come down and now everything's just coming out all at once. And, you know, it does get overwhelming because it's like you're trying to control yourself, but you're too drunk to be able to like relax. Like, what are you doing? Because now it's like once you start that rant, you just roll with it like you're just running with it and then every like i said you know you're drunk like, what's the craziest thing you've done or said while you were drunk um i've been arrested you've been arrested for what can't get into too much detail but um i've been arrested while i was drunk uh so being drunk, maybe we could um, like dedicate an episode arrest <laughs> um yeah you bruno I, goes to jail i pulled up to somebody's house oh i know the story i know the story yeah Yeah, i remember that i can't can't remember about it but yeah i remember i was about to say i don't remember this ever happening but i do i do (laughs) maybe one day we'll get him drunk and he'll share the story (laughs) i'll start crying (laughs) what's the craziest thing you've ever had to deal with a partner with a partner like like with a toxic woman what's the craziest thing she's ever like what's the craziest stunt that's ever been performed on you them being drunk or just like no 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 general. like um and you're you we were talking about toxic women in your right, past right, relationships so and like your exactly experience so what's like the first thing that comes to mind that you ever had to deal with where you were like what the fuck did i get myself into uh so was it the gg era where i was about to say back to the gg back era. to the gg era <laughs> yes um so you know here's this girl like i knew she was like i said savior complex just and you were just trying to save her and you know it screws me in the end but you know it's like um yeah you know here's this girl that like she's already damaged like from home um trauma and stuff like that and then you know um just her being stuck in her ways and you know like i've been hit you know i've been hit i've been 
hair pulled. I've been slapped in the face. I've been punched in the Wait, face. Wait, she pulled your hair? Pulled my hair, slapped me in the face, punched me in the face, spit in my face. Like I can't, like, uh, like you, I I'm t- sorry. I, I didn't mean to. I, I'm not <laughs> laughing at domestic abuse. Domestic abuse sucks ass. I'm... I, I hate the word you go, I'm a domestic abuse survivor, but like I've been in domestic disputes and stuff like that. I've never initiated any of it, but I did finish it. <laughs> I did finish quite a few. <laughs> and you see like me being, you know, a man and it's like, I'm, a, I'm one of those men who believe, you know, men should never put their hands on women. Like if this woman is not physically trying to harm you, like she's swinging at you, like with a pair of scissors or something or whatever the case is then you should not put your hands on her you know like and i'm sorry my my hands are bisexual i mean but i mean i'm not gonna like beat up a woman who's like four foot like i'm five nine you know but if she's like six five and she's like beating me up with her bare hands but that's what i'm saying like i'm gonna wrestle her to the ground she's not physically trying to like if you see like she no i don't care if she don't have a scissors like she she's closed fists like mike tyson me no but see but that's that's what i'm saying like in a GG area, that's what I would do. Like, you know, okay. like, she would come swinging at me and whatever case is, and I would never put my hands on her, but I would definitely hit her with the bear hug. You know, like, relax, you're doing too much. It's like, so like, like I restrain her. Like, yeah, I would yeah, have to restrain okay. her. You know, and like, like this bitch is acting possessed. Hold on. <laughs> like, trust me, I have stories for days. Like, stories for days. Everybody loves story time here. Yeah, but A I lot mean, of like, my entire life, I've only been in like two actual like serious relationships that went on for like years you know most of them were like months like a couple months two three months six months yeah but i've only actually had like two actual year like couple year long relationships it's only been like two i actually have a question um from a woman i'm trying to like there we go so lilac 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 Bug asks this question on the internet. This was on Reddit as well. Are men attracted to crazy women? And this is what she has to say. So basically the question says it all. I am a, I, a female, 24 years old, have noticed that men blow you off if you're understanding, kind, communicative, and somewhat mature, but give you a whole different reaction if you're crazy. And they seem to almost like it. So now I'm wondering if men just like crazy women. Shoot me your thoughts. JB, your thoughts. Are you attracted? I'm going to be honest. All right. What attracts you more? The wild banshee or the girl next door? (laughs) I mean, I guess I'm going to be honest. Um, I usually do go for the wild banshees. The crazy ones. Yes. So everything (laughs) I'm going to say with complete honesty i think everything she said was 100 percent true like and i don't know like i know for me like i said that savior complex like you know i still like these women that they're you're like, just like picking up women like no and i'm gonna be honest like I'm not. it's even not the aspca you're not <laughs> adopting a puppy like i'm not even over exaggerating like you know like every woman that i've been with they've been like just toxic in their own ways or they have like trauma that they're healing from or been mistreated in past relationships and i see them at and i don't want to say like a project but you know like i want to like treat like show them like there are men that can treat you better like will do better for you and you know not all men are the same because you know and that's one thing i hate when that term gets used like all men are the same but we'll get back to we'll get to how that. good are you at identifying red flags uh i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm pretty i'm pretty efficient at, at like 
seeing red flags but i'm the type like i said I, like you, I try to turn them to green flags which that's so cool that you said green flags because we have an episode about red flags i think we have two different like red flags in the workplace and then red flags like in relationships and the articles that we researched for those episodes they said that there's red flags yellow flags green flags <laughs> yellow flags i never heard that one yellow yeah flags. yellow flags they are um was it would, would a yellow flag be like this seems like it could be a problem this seems but like it could be a problem if we don't those. like <laughs> to be honest like i feel like a yellow flag is something that like seems like it could be a problem if we may not if we don't talk about it, it it'll become a red flag but those are what like yellow flags are pretty much. Have you ever been hit with red flags on a first date? Um, let me think. Yes. 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 Yeah. What were those red flags? <laughs> so I. All right. This is this was years ago. I think I was about seventeen. No, I was about like nineteen. Yeah, like eighteen, nineteen around there. And um, there was this one girl. Her name was V. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna call her V for sure. That was her nickname, V. V, v for vendetta <laughs> so um yeah you know like through text and like on paper it seemed like everything was good but then in person it was like nothing that i like talking to this person you know you think like oh my god like they're so understanding they're so you know compassionate and so like sympathetic but then in person you're like, like this girl's a, a snob like she's stuck up she's like she feels like she's privileged to whatever she wants. Like she deserves it all. <laughs> and like, like, where did you, where did you guys go for your first date? Um, so I took her to Times Square. We went to the city. You know, oh, I thought you was gonna say you took her to the Cheesecake Factory. Oh. It was a rival video. This chick oh, was yeah, taken to the Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> she's like, nah, ungrateful. <laughs> ungrateful. Mind you, they only went to the Cheesecake Factory because the original restaurant that they were going to, she was an hour late. And so they canceled the reservations. So he had something nice planned. Up. It's her fault she ended up in the Cheesecake Factory. Yeah, but exactly. Cheesecake Factory is in a bad place. I mean, I feel like, I like the I feel, Cheesecake I like Factory. Know, I like, like their like, you know, like, orange chicken. I mean, I've never really been there, but you know. <laughs> so what do you think? <laughs> but when I say overrated, I mean in a sense of like, I feel like if you live in New York, you've been to the Cheesecake Factory. Like, everybody's like, the Cheesecake Factory, the Cheesecake Factory, the Cheesecake Factory. You know, everybody talks about it. I've, myself, never been there. You know, I typically, like, I like to try new things, but I like to try new things, like... I think I've been there, like, three times. But you see, like... And I've like, never eaten cheesecake from there, I like, so... I like, like, fancy... Restaurants. restaurants you know like to try like how different places make their steak or like the sound like the salmon and stuff like that you know like asparagus and different types of vegetables you know i like to try new things so when i hear cheesecake factory the first thing that pops into my head is like milkshakes cheesecake burgers and like stuff like oh that. It, it sounds very fast food <laughs> yeah, when you like, when you hear cheesecake yeah, factory like so you know i've never actually been i mean i will i, I will go one day by myself you know I, I really <laughs> you're not gonna but. take anyone <laughs> so this first day where did you go you said you went um, to times yeah, square so we went to times square and she was a snob throughout the trip yeah like um so we went pretty late like it was pretty late i think we got there it was like almost a, like, it was like 10 o'clock like around jesus there. that's like, a booty almost, call that's not a date <laughs> like it was almost like 10 o'clock but it was you know she was late on getting ready so, so oh yeah so um yeah we went out why do you eat. women why are you women late for the most part i mean and i'm pretty sure they're gonna blame it on the you know we gotta look pretty we like to look cute for i mean it is more time consuming for a woman to get ready 
Yeah, so that I'll give it to them. I mean, I was I have so many sisters and cousins and aunts and stuff like that. So they got to think about the uh, application of the makeup and the outfit <laughs> and the hair. And that's a lot of hair. It's not oh, like no, yeah, trust me, they're walking with Caesars and bus I mean, cuts where I they mean, could just. You seen when I had my hair very long, like that used to be a pain in the house. So like, imagine, so like, like <laughs> it's time consuming. So let's yes. give them a break. So, um, but you was in Times Square. She was acting yeah. like a snob. Yeah, like there was like certain things I would want to do, you know, like. And she didn't want to do them. Like, say, you know, like the, you know, you see those people dressed up and stuff like that. And the characters. Yeah, like you you wanted to take a picture. I was like, hey, you know, like we should take a picture, you know, like I was like a little fun and stuff like that. And he's like, oh no, like that costume is so like cheesy and stuff like that. I'm like, so what? Like it's just you know for the experience, like take a picture. Hey, yeah, hey, we're we're Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) You know, it's like for the memories. You know, like oh yeah, we took a picture with this person. Now we're gonna take a picture with this person the next time. You know, like just for the memories. But she didn't want to do it. She felt like she was just too good for it. Um, it was kind of like last minute. So the only thing at the moment that we could have went instead of going to like a whole restaurant, it was like you know we went to McDonald's, and it was like. Oh, first day, like, you take bring me to McDonald's. And then she made it seem like it was a joke, but I know she felt some type of way about it. But in, oh. my, in my head, I'm just like, I mean, but well, yeah, teenagers. I'm, but I'm like, like what is the expectation? Like, I want to talk to, like, if there's any teenage girls out there, um, if you're under the age of 18, then I need your parents' permission. But if not, I want to, like, speak to teenage girls and, like, and get their sort of expectation on what a. F- perfect first date looks like for them because a teenager a couple of teenagers going to mcdonald's sounds pretty decent to me i mean where what kind of money do you think he or she has to be taking you out to like somewhere extravagant you but know then mind you that day i think i spent like a movie and a burger that sounds then, like a a, a good that, evening for teenagers exactly did, but you know i also bought her like roses and i bought her gift and I think I spelt, spent like well over like two hundred dollars that day. Like I bought, you know, not on the McDonald's obviously, but you know, went to Times Square. We um after McDonald's we went to a movie, saw a movie. I got her whatever snack she wanted. You know, you know the movie these are expensive, but then afterwards, you know, I bought her like a bouquet of roses. I bought her like a charm bracelet because you know this is somebody I talked to for a while, and then we when we finally like linked up like to go out, I was like, you know, I want to make a good first impression, so I spent. A little bit of money and um All right so what the the part that made that like that whole thing just a red flag was throughout the whole time it was like yeah she was kind of like a snob about certain things but like when it came to like me and her you know like it was like we felt like there was like a connection and like there was chemistry but then after it all she starts telling me about this other guy that she's talking to. <laughs> Wait, on the date, she was telling you about a guy. Like, like when we were going home, like on our way, like I was bringing her home, and then she's telling me about a guy that, that she's, she's talking, talking to. to. Yeah, besides me, and how he was being like toxic towards her. Wait, what? Yeah, like she was basically venting to me about another guy when I was on our way, like back to her house. Like I was bringing her home, and she started. That is crazy. Yes, and this whole time I'm thinking like, oh yeah, you know, like we might, you know, this might be something that could be serious. And you know, the whole time, like you would have thought we were a couple. Like if you saw us together, you would have thought we were a couple. And afterwards, it was put just, it a little bit closer. But yeah, you know, so like you would have thought we were a couple. But then on the way home, it's like, oh my god, like so there's this guy I'm talking to, and like he texts me, but then he doesn't text me all the time. And sometimes he goes hours without texting me and stuff. And I'm like, 
I don't want to hear about this. Like, what are you? T- did you tell her that? Yeah, I actually did. I actually told her. I was like, it's kind of crazy that, you know, you're kind of like telling me this. And I just took you out on the whole date. And, you know, I kind of thought like we were. It was just you and I. Yeah, exactly. You know, because like, yeah, when you're dating, some people say, oh, you know, like you're just dating. But when you talk to somebody for months and. Yeah, we're talking for months. Yeah, months. Yeah, wow. Months. And, and this was your first date. Yeah. After talking for months. Yeah. So, like, you know, like we would, like, FaceTime and stuff like that. But, like, she was, um, I think she was, yeah, she was working at the time. Like, she was trying to, like, um, like into, like, cosmetology and stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, around that time, like, um, so, I, I don't remember. I think I was working around that time. Or I think I was actively getting my GED. But, um, yeah, so, you know, like, our schedules kind of, like, didn't align to where we could see each other like that so when we had those chances either sometimes she had plans or i had already made plans and then we finally had that time to see each other and it was great and then she does this and then she does that and i'm just like wow, wow then. like i wish you would have told me this before i took you out on this day right <laughs> you thought you had a bad night what about this guy look mom bakey writes this about his first um date gotcha after the first night together she says i hope this results in a pregnancy I've always had I've always wanted kids and think that it's the perfect time to stop sleeping with so many men and start a family. It feels just right with you. This is the first night. That's not even toxic. That's just That's fucking insane. Delusional. Like, that is delusional. Someone's a little delulu. <laughs> <laughs> oh what? That's insane. This is the way to stop sleeping with so many men. What? Yeah, look. Another one. What's his name? Gut Goofmund. He says Boyo. What does boyo mean? I don't know know what boyo. Boyo, does this sound familiar? Maybe he's speaking to someone or responding to someone. I once had a girl feign a two-week relationship just so she could have a baby with me. Not my baby, mind you. Her Her former boyfriend's baby. I was supposed to sleep with her, find out she was pregnant, marry her, raise some other dude's kids as my own, and never find out I was the better prospect. Like she later told a mutual friend. Thank the gods for Jack Daniels and being too liquored up to perform. So he's dating a woman and she pretended to be pregnant with his baby after dating for two weeks. But in fact, she was pregnant with an ex and she was just about to have him marry her and raise this kid as his it's, own. It's the crazy thing about this. Like, I've actually seen that happen so many times, like not personally, but like in videos and stuff like that. And like TikToks and things like that of like women getting pregnant and then marrying somebody or getting into a relationship with somebody just so that that person, because that person is the better choice. So now they want this person to raise the child instead of that because the actual father isn't around. So it's kind of like, well, hey, yeah, but why lie? Now. Like, <laughs> you know, like afterwards, and it's just like, mm. what's and the, um, would you, would you ever consider dating someone with like who suffered from mental illness it depends on what it is yeah i would say depends because i mean i have dated women who were bipolar you know i was just about to say that yeah i have dated women I mean, and how I how has been your experience dating women with bipolar i'm just gonna say roller coaster ride <laughs> like roller coaster ride because it's are you still wearing that self savior hat helmet your savior helmet where you're trying to like rescue I mean, them or <laughs> um so not so much you know like now i kind of 
take my own feelings into accountability when coming into like situations like that but i do also see myself as you know like someone who it's like because like i said i hate that term all men are the same or when women say oh or even all women or, the same not or, every yeah, woman is toxic you know, i mean like oh all women are the same i mean all us as humans we're all f- like, we're, we're flawed, flawed creatures. You know? we're, not, we're not perfect you know god never made us that we're extremely we did, flawed we'd all be living in harmony this would some be more than others earth, like <laughs> but um yeah i mean i think now i more take my own feelings into account, like into accountability before i used to just like you know like screw how i feel like i want to make this person happy you know even if it put me in a shitty situation with myself is just like my main focus was wanting to make this person have a different outlook on certain things like i don't want this person to feel like all men are the same i don't want them to like hate the world and be all depressed like if i can make them happy i want to make them happy you know but now it's more so like come here i feel like that's your problem you're trying to redeem the male species i'm trying guys. i'm trying trying. to show them i'm trying guys i'm trying to save we're not all the same (laughs) we're not all the same no but um but um yeah you know it's just now it's like come healed or don't come don't come at all (laughs) right um all righty so we are back and we mentioned men dating women with mental illness illnesses right so jb shared that he dated a woman with bipolar and i also have another story here from charlie dancy he dated someone bipolar and he says this years ago i went out for a while with a girl suffering from manic depression oh i'm sorry it was manic depression she was and is the kindest soul you would ever likely to me and she's now well and happy and a good friend anyway and a good friend Anyway, back then, both she and I were going through our own hard times and we met and sort of connected and looked after each other for a while. I had to go on a trip to Italy and I was worried about leaving her on account of her increasingly bizarre behavior and obvious vulnerability. He sounds like you. (laughs) She was becoming obsessive about packing bizarre objects into small boxes and her flat looked like an art installation at a psychedelic bass festival i didn't understand what was happening to her she talked crazy for hours and hours on end and hardly slept i bought her a ticket and we set off wow he took her to italy Italy. (laughs) for real out in italy she started acting really nuts (laughs) i don't mean to laugh but i was lucky enough to meet a guy out there who knew what was happening with her? Oh, I was about to say, wait, right. what the hell happened? <laughs> she was going nuts and he just switched teams. Like. Right, he switched teams. So he meets a guy out there who knew what was going on. And he explains that since she had gone off her medication, she was in really serious trouble. And that I needed to get back home for medical help urgently. We set off home. And that's when things started to get really screwy. Damn, this is hitting hard from home. I had a best friend who stopped taking her medication and physically assaulted me honestly yeah like so she was a toxic woman but i didn't bring it up because like i don't feel like she intentionally wanted to be toxic she was just dealing with a lot of demons a lot of mental illnesses and she felt like she was in a good space so stopped taking medication and just completely snapped she like she was a really good friend and she accused my puppy of climbing on her and peeing on her when it was really she wet the bed you know um but it was my spy puppy that had peed on her 
And then I was remember I was wearing a shirt. I'm not sure if you remember the shirt that they gave out for Xenia's um funeral. Xenia, by the way, guys, is our sister that passed away. But I had her shirt on and um Michelle was like why do you have that ugly shirt on? And I'm like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, why are you wearing that bitch? And I'm like, what? Uh-huh. And she's like, yeah, that fucking ugly bitch. And I'm like, bitch, do you know who the fuck you talking about? Who you're talking about? And she was like, yeah, Ashley Tisdale. And I'm like, oh, something's really, really off. <laughs> <laughs> she thought I was wearing a shirt of the chick from High School Musical. And then it kept going and going and going and going until it finally became physical and she assaulted me close fist like like trying to knock me out like mike tyson and it was the punches were landing and it hurt it so i kicked her and sent her flying across the living room and she flipped over the couch anyway i'll finish the story another day let's go back to but even if it was Ashley Tisdale, what was so wrong with her being on your shirt? I don't know. I don't know. She was just going through it. She just snapped. And that's oh, like man. my like one of my experience wild experiences with a really good friend of mine. Yeah. And I had saved her. Like it's so funny that you said the savior complex because she was only in my home because I had saved her. I saw her before around the holidays, and she was covered in bruises. It was obviously a uh, something domestic. And I took her in. I took her out of her mom's house, who was an enabler, and half the abuse was going on in her mom's house in the other bedroom and i'm not even sure if her mom was privy to it or was ignoring it but she was obviously being mistreated and so i take her home and that's what i get i get beaten down you get unloaded on (laughs) yeah like i had to call the ambulance i called the ambulance and they came and they restrained her and they put her on a gurney and i had to like you know watch as they you know took my best friend out of my apartment and she was just like the exorcist like in the gurney like fuck you you're gonna burn in hell bitch and i'm like oh lord oh my god um what am i doing and wait you said she was what she had what i believe i I believe she, she was bipolar I, I that had to have been a severe case, so uh, or you, something it. happened, or she was schizophrenic or something, because she also told me that Aaliyah was recording an album with Drake, and I'm like, girl, you know Aaliyah's dead, so it was a lot of things going on. I mean, between that and the- she even said the light switch, don't touch the light switch because spies were doing something that with the lights. Like schizo, right? Schizophrenia. So that pretty much happened. And yeah, it was really wild. And then what hurt me was not that it happened. What hurt me was that when she came to her senses, they put her on a new regimen of medications. And she was sort of a reflection of the person that I grew to know and love. It was deflecting. There was no ownership. There was no apology. There was no, hey, I made a mistake. There was just a whole bunch of conspiracy theories. Like she went back, which is the neighborhood that I grew up in. And she said that me and my, um, I was married at the time. And me and my husband was fighting for her food stamps on a daily basis. 
Like, bitch, you never had food stamps. Like, you didn't, you, you didn't contribute anything. But, um, yeah, that we were fighting for her food stamps. She said that um, she had to be hospitalized from my house because she was allergic to my dog. Not because she had a mental breakdown and beat me up and I had to call the ambulance, for, you know, 911 for help. No, she had an allergic reaction to my dog who was hyperallergenic, by the way. It was a poodle. And what happened? I said the spy dog that peed on her. Yeah, the spy dog that peed on her. She had an allergic reaction to that dog, even though that dog was hyperallergenic. And so it was just a whole bunch of theories. Even her mom was like entertaining it and stuff like that. So it was just like, why would you guys do that to me? You know, I was a genuinely good person. I didn't call the ambulance to make a scene and to sort of like, I didn't go back to the block to say, hey, look what she did to me. I, it was going to stay between us, you know, family, friends. It was her that was running with all these narratives that were, none of it was true. It was a very toxic person, toxic situation. Even though I was willing to overlook it, and I did. I overlooked it and I forgave months later. I didn't even get an apology. I just bumped into her in the street and she started talking to me and I received it. Anyway, long story short, she died. But this guy, right? Out in Italy, the girl that he took out to Italy, what? That plot twist at the end, like... She died. Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, she she ended up passing away. Yeah. So this guy takes this lady to Italy, even though she's going crazy, right? So out in Italy, she started acting really nuts. But I was lucky enough to meet a guy. Oh, so I already read that part. The guys told him where we were at the story. Our friend here takes this chick to italy and she's even losing more of her faculties and he meets this guy that tells him that you know she's having some sort of mental breakdown take her back home so at turin at the turin as we were checking in through the gates i noticed all the cops go for their guns and i turned around to see my girlfriend's feet vanishing into the x-ray machine it's okay i shouted out she's with me this made no sense at all, but kind of saved the day. Unbelievably, they let us through to board the plane. She explained that she wanted to be sure that she was safe to get on the plane. Do you understand what she just did? Put herself through the through the X-ray machine. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I can only imagine so, just looking, just seeing a woman. He just turns around. So, oh my God. <laughs> he turns around. That makes me think of that song by Bella Porch, um, Build a Bitch. Build a Bitch. Who? Bella Porch. The, Bella Porch? Yeah, oh. the, 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 the viral TikTok star that she got, got famous off of those, like, those face videos. Oh, I thought you told her like Bella Thorne or whatever that bitch's no, name no, is. No, but yeah, she made a song called Build a Bitch. And in the video, it's basically, you know, a factory. They're building women. Like, basically saying that you can't have the women you want. Like, this ain't Build a Bitch. So, I can just imagine, like, because they would show, like, women actually sliding through, like, the gurney. Like, <laughs> like, the conveyor belt. So, it's, like, just laying there for <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That so, he true. turns around. And he sees her feet disappearing underneath the x-ray in the x-ray machine. The flight... <laughs> the flight was to stop at Geneva on the way, but she locked herself in the toilet on approach and started her collection of stones on the shelf in there. 
Wait, what? <laughs> she was collecting, like, putting her stones in the bathroom. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, I that, can't that's breathe. Definitely, that, definitely, that's, that's schizophrenia. There's no way that's bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> they nearly had to abort the landing on account of this but i managed to get her out just in time amazingly they let us stay on the plane for the second leg at heathrow she vanished as we were walking through the baggage to haul to hail to customs security would not let me go back to look for her so i demanded to go to the main security office to explain that they had a really serious problem what do you think she's doing they asked there's only two possibilities i said she's either <laughs> trashing a toilet someplace or she's gone airside airside what the hell does that mean they said there was no way she could get airside and i told them they had no idea <laughs> what she was dealing with by the way they gave me a security badge and we set to look we set out to look for her, but people were running to the windows and pointing. She got down a baggage chute. Oh, my God. And was running around outside playing tag with security guys. I'm sorry. I can't even get through the story. Eventually, she jumped into... <laughs> Eventually, she jumped into the hold of a 737 that was almost ready to push back and they had to evacuate the plane. When I finally arrived, she was surrounded by guys with automatic weapons. Once again, I tried the line, it's okay, she's with me. Just how the fuck is this okay? Said a big cop as he pointed a fucking big gun in my face. Wow. Look, she's not well. I'm taking her back to her doctor. Well, she isn't going anywhere. Do you have any idea how many laws she's broken? What would you have done by then? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> Listening to this story, I'm just in shock. Like, I wouldn't even know how to react. Like, what would, like, how do you get out of that situation? For real. I asked, so he continues, I asked him to take the handcuffs off for her, but they refused and said she was under arrest. So I said they'd have to arrest me too because I was going with her. You're a man and you're a woman, and she's a woman. So y'all get arrested, y'all going to two different jails. Right. Asshole. <laughs> By now they were starting to get the picture. So they kindly bundled me into the van and handcuffed me to her and to her and her to a big cop and took us off when they were going to put her in a cell i told them they couldn't lock the door and they were to call her a doctor they were kind enough to put me in with her and leave the door ajar oh that's sweet and mind you they're in like a foreign country so later the doctor arrived after an examination he confirmed that what i've been saying and we were allowed to make our way home no charges i heard i got her back to the doctor and she got sanctioned for a little while as they sorted the poor girl out she would escape oh my god she would escape from the secure ward every couple of days by throwing a chair through a window and the cops will call me and we'll go find her and take her back on one memorable memorable day she escaped and went to the dollar shop everything is a dollar and blew over two hundred dollars on things she really needed i can go on anyway the dear the dear girl's better now and has her life back under control we kind of drifted apart after she recovered and after a while she found and married her true soulmate a really nice guy and they have a daughter now 
I guess if there's any point to this story, it just shows that crazy people can be crazy sometimes just because they are they are actually ill. And in her case, various chemicals in the brain were just out of balance. It also shows that crazy people can be kind and lovable people, not, necess not necessarily batshit insane and dangerous. Like I said, she is and was just about the nicest person you could ever hope to meet. And I remember, and I remained very fond of her. No names, obviously, but since she may read this, I'll just send her a couple of kisses and wish her well. Wow. That was an experience. And that is how we're going to wrap up this episode. I want to thank everybody for joining us today. Everybody across the United States, India, Australia, and all the other 35 countries that listen to us. Uh, thank you for your support. Again, I am Bruno, and I was joined today with my brother, JB. Um, yeah, man, this was a crazy, crazy episode, but glad. And, and ladies, don't feel bad because the men, we're coming up next. Yeah, we're coming after you guys too. Sorry, guys. Exactly. So we're going to be working on an episode dedicated to toxic men and the women who has had the privilege to deal with them. Um, until next time, thank you for listening. Bye.